It is Monday. RawMikeRichards.com broadcasting live from the DKI Studios in downtown Toronto, 234 King Street East, out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Well, coming up today, a very special day for us. It is World Purple Day, thus this jersey. Can you guess the team? Sorry, Dave. Dave immediately is out on that. Uh, no longer wants to guess. If you watch Serie A, you might guess this. Why are we wearing purple? And of course, representation of our, our great relationship with Epilepsy Canada. And so uh, text the word CURE to 3333. That's 3333 to donate either $10, 20 or $25 to Epilepsy Canada. You'll see that behind Dave for the entire show. You can throw it up there again. Once again... We have the other logo too, yeah. don't we? Right, just uh, okay. World, and I'm blocking half of it. So, oh, you're a blocker, Dave. I'm a blocker. You've yeah. always, you've always said that about yourself. It's like a blocking tight end, but much smaller. <laughs> I'm glad that's the example you used as someone who blocks. So once again, <laughs> not the C block. That would also be World Purple Day when you think about it. That's yeah, true. Yeah. See, see how we did that. Good see what point. I did there. Yeah. Yeah. Connect the dots, yeah. folks. Very good. Speaking of connecting the dots, well, if you had. Uh, Kansas beating Duke. I mean, brackets are just burning on fire right now. Yep. It uh, was tough for Duke fans. <clears throat> Sorry, Grayson Allen. Yeah, guess, we... guess you can trip people out of your way on this one. And he had the shot to win it too, Dave. He did. He mm-hmm. had it. Ooh, tough in Duke land. But it is what makes the tournament great. You're going to see uh, Villanova, Kansas, huge matchup. And then on the other side... Michigan, Loyola, Chicago. It is a story that continues to be, like, just awesome. Dave mentioned uh, on uh, Friday about Sister Jean, who has become uh, quite a celebrity. She's she's in a wheelchair, but it's only because during the year she had some sort of hip issue. She's not, like, in a wheelchair. Normally she just walk around. She is a ball of fire. She is 98 years old, too. It's an awesome story. I, I didn't think she was 98. Yeah, that's what the story is. I know, I know. That's incredible how... Uh, Oh, she doesn't so, look like it. No, though, not you know even what I mean? close. That's why I, I, I wasn't thinking that age at all. And so uh, we're just going to show a, a clip courtesy, uh, once again, property, I'm sure, of NCAA, uh, our friends at ESPN. But she's become quite a celebrity, including, of course, talking about she's sorry that she has busted some of the brackets. Uh, and then the team, when they won, she had Loyola going out in the in the Sweet 16. So the players were coming up to her and saying, geez, uh, we're really sorry that we busted your bracket. But Sister Jean says it's okay. I want to thank everybody who had part of this. And I keep saying, you know, um, be careful, San Antonio. The Ramblers are on their way. And I hope we continue. But we always do one game at a time. And so it'll be the next. We know what we want to do next. And the young man said to me the other day, Sister Jean, we broke your bracket. And I said, keep breaking it. That's okay with me. 
I did have a second bracket bringing them to the top, so I called it my Cinderella dream bracket. So we'll see how, how far we go. But all of you have been very conscientious about your jobs, doing a good job, giving, giving great publicity to us, and I'm so happy for uh, Loyola, for my congregation, for the city of Chicago, and from the nation, we need something to boost us, and I think this is what is doing it because we are almost a Cinderella. That is uh, one of the great uh, stories. Uh, and, you know, typical of a person with that kind of faith talking about, but you guys are doing a good job reporting it, and I'm happy for the city, and I'm happy for my congregation, and we actually need maybe, uh, and she's talking specifically about the United States, a good story hmm. uh, as opposed to. Dave, the news in the U.S. news now. If it's, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I know. did you see the storm, stormy? Uh, Daniels, no, yeah. I was watching the Jack game yesterday. Yeah. We have it taped because there's also a, a really good piece for, on a positive. On a positive, uh, Attentacumpo's on 60 Minutes as well. But it's not tied in with no, the, no, oh, no, 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 no. Because no. yesterday <laughs> was uh, for Catholics like myself. It was uh, Palm Sunday. Uh, for Greek Orthodox, it was uh, Greek Independence Day in, uh, in, in the world. So, so are there fireworks that go off or something? Or they... I don't know. I think it's just a day where Greece reminds everybody that's around them that how they invented everything <laughs> and how they're the best at everything and how they're the first ones to walk out of the Olympic Games and, 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 and ice cream was invented oh, yeah, in Greece. Exactly. And, I have uh, these. Cars uh, were yes, made there yes. first. Yeah, I think you know the where I'm going. The first ice cream cone was invented by Nick Gugubergabablers. Exactly. Was not. Exactly. It was too. And Johnny, Johnny, Johnny and Tommy. Uh, Trust me, I've had these. Invented cons- the alphabet. Well, no, I, it's okay. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Yeah, and that's all you have to say. And we love our Greek families, oh, right, Dave? Oh, yeah. oh you, you're part of it. We, yes, yeah, I, I, I definitely am. <laughs> uh, other uh, stories we want to hit upon. Boy, the Raptors. Uh, not that I'm panicking. The Clippers aren't supposed to come to the Air Canada Center and whip them. In Brooklyn, you know, they, it was they, tight. they, they escaped Brooklyn. But I will say this, I will, and you'll like this. In-game, fourth quarter, got the Raptors' money line at a 2.30. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, I was going to say Bet, 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 bet. In-game, it's the, the way, way to do. Sportsinteraction.com. By the way, Greg's uh, invented basketball. And, and betting. And, <laughs> no, betting, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's too many Greek nicknames. There's even yeah. Greek websites yeah. that are still out there. Exactly. The Raptors, uh, when their second unit doesn't play like the second unit that we've seen, they get themselves into trouble because you got to get stops. And for the big lead that they have, at one point, I think the game started off. Like, I looked over and it was like 27 to, was it 27 to 4 or 27 to 9? I don't know what it was. And I thought, good. They've obviously got it together and they'll wipe these people out. Uh, the, these people happen to be the Clippers. And it, the third quarter was disastrous for the Oof, Raptors, and yeah. that was just that. That to me is it's, it's a little uh, unnerving, I suppose, and property of the National Basketball Association and their NBA broadband properties. Here is what amounts to be the giant mudslide that were the Raptors. He is what he is. Is my point. Well, and JV's twenty-five. Yeah, that's you know kind of this this little room. And Wesley Johnson's in that man. Lowry earlier this year. Donated, and that's the first lead for their level of physicality, and they are locking down DeMar DeRozan. Push shot, and it's good for Teodoro. 
Raptors led 27-9. Yeah, there you go, 27-9. Now down by two. Johnson makes it a five-point game. Exactly where they are right now. They fought back from an 18-point deficit. And they have the lead because 18 of 18-point deficit in this. They go on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk about highlights that don't mean anything. Hey, there's well, a three. Yeah, yeah but I, they, I don't know. Are you? Does this concern you at all? Um, you know what? Have the blip right now rather than in, in two weeks. Um, I, I I hope they can kind of fix this. I it's 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 a uh, it's a modified slump. It's not really like they haven't lost six in a row or or they haven't lost one of their star players like Golden State with Steph Curry, who by the way isn't expected back until the second round of the playoffs. So careful with that. Bet. Yeah, I'd be very careful about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and considering Clay Thompson still is uh, having some shooting problems with the hand. Kevin Durant's uh, nursing a little bit of a you know a bump and bruise, so I'm just saying they're very very uh, vulnerable right now as far as points are concerned. Utah yesterday six point favorites against Golden State. I saw that. Where have you ever seen that? I looked at it and said that can't be. And I said, no. well, you know what? That is right. Yeah, that yeah, is and right. it's because of that. So quickly before we get to our guests, too, NHL report: Jets make the playoffs, and they're going all the way. Okay, <laughs> okay. Mike, back to you. I didn't. Well, I heard the first part of yep. that this morning. I didn't realize there was the. Uh, the Kreskin part that said that they were going to go all the way. Uh, you know what? And just before we get to our good friends, so uh, Jay Barker's going to come in. The tournament we did last year, which is the, why we fell in love with all those people. And it, Diamond Gary Collins. Don't it, forget Oh, is it Diamond Gary D- Collins? Diamond Gary Collins, yeah. yeah. And not the Gary Collins that had that talk show for a while. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I like that Gary Collins, too. I yeah, think if your name is Gary, you're probably a good guy. I know. I've never, met a, I've never met a bad I've Gary. I've never met a bad yeah. Gary either. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Okay. Uh, uh, and it's an underrated name. You don't hear too many is. babies named Gary these days. I saw an old shootout with Gary Unger. Okay, yeah, 77. I forgot how. Was he a St. Louis Blue? Yes, he okay. absolutely. There I, you go. I, I, I well, mean, there's a couple different teams, yes, so I'm just but, predicting. But that's how I think. Yeah. The, the, the blonde here in the whole. Find me a picture of David Lee Roth, by the way. Just find me a picture of David Lee Roth. Uh, we got to do, <laughs> do a little rock before. Dave, I found this cool thing, and I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever seen these things before, because we just got to, we got to rock out a little bit, right? <laughs> Where the hell did this? No, come I just because I because I'm, I'm a Diamond Dave fan, as you are too. Who is it? Yeah, that's okay. why we like Diamond Gary. Yeah, but find me one of the time. Don't find me one of the new ones with the short hair. No yeah, short hair, no, Dave. No, 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 no. We need that. Da- yeah, yes, that's yes. Diamond Dave. Okay. This is uh, this is like uh, I ain't got nobody. That's all. When running with the devil comes out. Yes. Van Halen won. Now, actually, you know what? When we play this, actually, there is a picture of Dave, isn't there? So we probably don't know. Just throw that picture out. Here's, here's how I remember Diamond Dave. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is, that, that's, that's, that's Diamond. A, that's good. That is Diamond. No, okay. That's better than my Ric Flair's. <laughs> well, get ready for and this. And I do good Ric Flair's. Running with the devil, they have isolated, isolated the sound, of the, uh, the, the, the track. So it's dry. So when they say that in the business, that means... There's no effects on this. Mm. So there's no reverb. You're not going to hear any of the music. It is the track that they mix, and it is David Lee Roth, like, literally singing in this microphone right now, running with the devil. I don't know how they got this, and I know that they're out there. I know you can see them. You can find them. But this is pretty cool. So just before we get a little, a little more serious, this is the opposite of serious because it's, it's Diamond Dave. Get a load of what it sounds like, the actual recording of running with the devil, dry track. Oh! Oh, yes! Yeah, yeah! Hi-ya! Oh, that's the best. Here it comes. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. And all I've got, I had a 
least I don't need to beg or borrow. Yes, I'm living at a base that kills. It's a great Oh my god, orgasm. I'm orgasming. That's great. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> How do you not love that? You know what? Decent voice for a rock artist. Well, there was there's really no effects on that. that no, was, that was that was the dry voice. Uh, incredible. We should find one of these every once in a while. Yep. I have I have the. Uh, uh, and if David Lee Roth's ever in the Brick Hockey Tournament, we're finding that yeah, video there we too. Go. That's I'm right. just saying. The uh, what is the uh, hmm. dun, 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 talk to me well, under pressure. Yep. Uh, Bowie. Uh, and uh, uh, Mercury. Mercury. That is also on the internet, too. Ooh, and it is. It is really? Really? You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was just really, really cool. Because Freddie... <laughs> Fre- Freddie... Oh. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure I know what was Dave, Dave was doing there. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Greeks also invented uh, that, rock and roll, by the and, way. And yeah. first sang Under Pressure and before really, it was sang. Yeah, yeah. We had that two years before anyone else. Okay, all right. Under Pressure <laughs> was yours. Uh, just looking at the economy. Yeah, you're, <laughs> That's what I always yeah, say to yeah, them. Yeah, you're the oh, yeah. Yeah. We can't well, go home now. You're in my yeah. mind. Oh, boy. Irene, these are just jokes. <laughs> Very funny jokes. I always have these arguments with my brother-in-law. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> have supported uh, Epilepsy Canada from the moment we met uh, both uh, Jay and his story uh, of, of the, 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 the difficulty you have. It's the beautiful young kid. Uh, and and epilepsy and what they go through. The Aiden, men- Aiden's drive, yeah, Aiden's the golf drive. tournament that and, we do. Yeah. And so we, we're going to talk about that today too. But just, oh, I couldn't imagine being uh, in Jay's shoes sometimes when he talks about what they go through with a boy who has epilepsy. Gary Collins is coming on as well. He is the president of Epilepsy Canada. So we'll talk about uh, World Purple Day, as we've mentioned beforehand. You can text word CURE to 3333 to donate either 10 20 or $25 to Epilepsy Canada. Purple is their color. Thus, by the way, this jersey from Serie A, Fiorentina. Fiorentina, which means a Florence. Hmm. You might know it as Florence. Yes, I do know it. Yes. You know what? Greeks invented Florence two <laughs> years. We came up with the name two years before. <laughs> they probably did. But we we go with Athens instead. And Frank, and Fra- Coach Frank, listening to us, watching us on uh, on the dedicated YouTube screen, asking me why I'm not wearing purple. There is clearly purple. There's clearly it's a shade. Yes. It. Yeah, it's just you know your your three dollar monitor can't see it. So Ooh, I'm, that I'm sorry. I can't help you. Very painful. That's okay. These stories that uh, they'll share, but how about Brent Huntley. So the only thing that we really know him for is what was nearly a disastrous uh, uh, stay with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but the story that he has to tell, you're going to probably change your mind a little bit about this man when he talks about his sister. This, once again, because of uh, World Purple Day and our support of Epilepsy Canada. But this story told by Brett Huntley, uh, you may not have uh, some dry eyes after this because this is an emotional tale about his sister who has epilepsy sometimes it's hard to go back and uh, relive memories that you don't try to relive when she first had her first seizure and we were getting ready for school 11 years old and I was 10 you know you always remember the first boom you hear we had no idea what was going on and you can go around the corner and she's in a seizure a grandma seizure I had no idea 
what epilepsy was, what a seizure was. All I could do was pray, because that's all I knew how to do at that point. You feel helpless. When you have a seizure, you don't know how you're going to fall, you don't know where you're going to be at, or what your body is going to do. Her shoulders have been dislocated over a hundred times. So every time she'd have a seizure, she would essentially dislocate her shoulder, right or left, or both. You know, having to be carted away every single time to have her shoulder back in place. You're spending holidays at the hospital. You're spending days, hours at a time at the hospital. Christmas, Thanksgiving, you could probably name any holiday and we've been in the hospital. You know, to see her go from a major athlete to having to start taking tons of medication, eight, nine, she takes 10 a day, still to this day, 10. To see how that interacts with your body and with your mind, you know, it's not easy. Kids used to laugh. Used to laugh at her. Some people just don't know. She's went through more than I could ever imagine. One of the strongest people I've ever seen. You know, it's not gonna stop her. It didn't. And, uh, you know, her story is a great story to be told. She hasn't had a seizure in a long time. So it's a lot easier to go about your daily lives not worrying about a phone call you're gonna get. It's nice to be able to just call her and be like, hey Paris, what's up, you know? She's flourishing, now raising Elijah, being a mom. She's enjoying life, seizure-free. And, um, you know, she's, she's really found her way. For me, being blessed to play at Lambeau Field, I have an opportunity to talk to and touch many lives. I understand the struggles that you're going through, the siblings, everybody, the loved ones who have to watch this stuff. Sometimes they think they're alone in this fight. I'm able to tell them, like, I understand. I've witnessed it from my sister. And at the end of the day, I can tell them, this won't stop you. It's just there's an obstacle now, and you just got to get over it. You ready? <laughs> I can officially say I'm an ambassador to athletes versus epilepsy. There's a lot that I want to do to be able to use my platform to speak to others, to be able to get the word out. This is epilepsy. Like, this is something that we're fighting for. That is uh, just an unbelievable story. Uh, it was Brett Hundley uh, uh, at that time talking about his sister. Today, it is a World Purple Day. And, of course, our good friends uh, from Epilepsy Canada, who we met uh, upon uh, Jay contacting us and uh, going out to a, a golf tournament in, uh, in the name of his son, who uh, fights epilepsy on literally a minute-by-minute basis. And I think we start to, Dave and I understand, and as parents, it's sometimes really, really hard to hear what Jay and his family go through Uh you know, I, I, I guess I also was naive to the fact that in order for them to sometimes track what the disease actually does, they need to uh, induce seizures. So therefore, the things that are, are triggering uh, mechanisms like strobe lights or lack of sleep, all these things that would trigger, they do it on purpose so they can survey what goes on during a seizure. And a seizure. And when, when you look at uh, Aiden, who's just the cutest little kid, I could not imagine. It is a little heartbreaking. But uh, this also is another example of those who refuse to quit, those who continue to fight. And that's why we're a part of Epilepsy Canada. It's, it's, it's been probably, I think, 
It doesn't matter, Dave, what we have done. This is the most significant thing, I think, in our lives that we've done so far, and we, we need to do so much more for it. So uh, we're appreciative uh, that you're watching us here today, that uh, Jay and Gary are coming in. Once again, World Purple Day, text the word CURE to 3333 to donate either $10, $20, or $25 to Aplessy Canada. And now we go to our good friend, Jay Barker. Jay, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, let me just do that. Okay. Uh, Am I on now? Yeah, you're on now. <laughs> All right. Thanks very for having me. So sophisticated here. <laughs> and, of course, Gary, just make sure you're nice and close to that thing, uh, the president of Epilepsy Canada. Good morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Is that thing? Oh, you might have to smack the mic. Or, or how does that work there, Roast Beef? Is it this way? Try it again. That, that, that works. Thank you. Good morning. Good there, morning, Mike. Thanks very there much. We go. We, there we go. This is the first time we've actually had... Uh, Four microphones going. Yeah, we don't usually do this, guys. This yeah. is a special occasion, but uh, you except guys when the are definitely worth it. Except when the cheerleaders came in, but somehow we didn't really care about the microphones. No, we didn't. Was there a microphone? Is this, is this on? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that on? Yeah. They're going, that's not how we talked. Uh, guys, today is uh, World Purple Day. And, uh, I, you know, Jay, I remember you were texting whoever ran, like, the CN Tower, and they'd put some colors up for something. you say, hey, you know, today, I guess, was it was it November? Was it Epilepsy Month or something? You said, well, how, about, uh, how about purple for the CN Tower? Yeah, that was uh, that was actually Toronto Pearson, uh, the oh. tower that they have at the yep. airport, and having the connection at the airport with my uh, with my job, I had asked them because they put different colors up for different events or things that were going on. Makes I said, sense, yeah. you know, March Epilepsy Awareness Month, why not on March 26th, Purple Day, you put that up? So we'll see if they uh, if they do that tonight. Because make, f- make sure you take a picture of it and tweet it out too. Absolutely. Yeah, so. absolutely. Now, when I first met you, Jay, I, th- I think you told me. You were the president of Air Canada, or you invented Air Canada? Close. And I believe none Very of those close. things are true, actually. <laughs> I don't even know if you listen to me when I talk, but <laughs> I, I, I'm a director of the Hub Advancement, whatever that means, at uh, Toronto Airport, far from far from the president. Well, uh, the reason that you're here today on uh, World Purple Day, uh, I know a lot of people follow, like when we... Dave and I would retweet uh, about some of the issues that that Aiden uh, goes through, and uh, Gary. I think that, uh, and and again, you know, the the more I, I look at things and research them, and and I'm always stunned by. It seems seemingly every month something I find out about Epilepsy Canada, but uh, when you think of all the other agencies and 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 foundations, you know, it's it's when they got started, 1920, 1966. That's it. Yes, a, a long time ago. So, but that's well, not the, but not that long. Really, sixty six yeah. is not that old. No, fifty some, fifty one years. So, which is great. So we've got a, a a history with our organization, and our organization has been dedicated to raising monies to to uh, uh, for research. Our objective is to find a cure someday. That's our objective. Because people, you know, ask me sometimes, which is, you know, I understand they'll, they'll see it on on uh, when you know when Dave and I, I tweet about stuff. But um, when they ask about a cure. Well, currently, as we stand right now, there is no cure. There is no cure today. And that's our goal. So as uh, Jay knows, um, there are three dimensions within epilepsy. 70% of us, and I'll say us because I'm a sufferer. I uh, I was diagnosed when I was 30 years old. And so I'm a fortunate one. I'm someone whose seizures are controlled uh, using medication. And I'm very, very lucky in that way. 30%, 30%, though, of uh, people diagnosed with epilepsy, are, their seizures are not controlled by medication, and, and Jason Aiden is in that category. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, uh, approximately 2% of those with epilepsy will die. They'll die from pseudop, sudden unexplained death from epilepsy, and that's even more tragic. And um, this year, 9,000 families will wake up and find a new word, pseudop, not understanding that a seizure could cause death. 
So um, many, many people don't know that that's the tragedy, uh, ultimately the tragedy. For me, people see me and they think I look normal, and I am almost normal. <laughs> but uh, I live uh, and uh, I'm able to live with my condition. Uh, I had to change my lifestyle, but I'm okay. But uh, people like Aiden and, and um, Aiden, it's a case really, really, um, you know, is significant for me. And then I watch Jay and his wife and how they manage themselves and their family. It's not just the child living with epilepsy. It's the parents that have to manage that and what they have to go through. And um, that's significant. Well, it changes their life as well as their child's life. When we talk about uh, research and, and we welcome everybody to text the number and, and, and give to Epilepsy Canada, how close is the research right now? Is there any update on what they're working on exactly or how, how they're trying to attain the ultimate goal? It, these sort of things just don't happen in a day, in a week, in a year, or anything like that. But could you give us any kind of update on how uh, everything is progressing in the right manner? Uh, sure. Uh, there's uh, There are some great things happening, and uh, even locally here in Toronto with some great research, but um, there's seizure surgery, mm -hmm. and uh, technology is making that easier. So if um, the physician can find the focal point of where the seizure begins, then they can go in and remove that from the brain, and we've seen a lot of success in seizure surgery. Um, so that's And then we need new technologies to really pinpoint where that seizure is starting from. And then uh, in addition to that, um, there's um, research happening in Toronto around early detection. And then if you can detect it, then can you then eradicate it by sending electrical uh, current right. to that spot? And those are happening today in, in Toronto at the Toronto Western Hospital through Dr. Peter Carlin, who's one of our key researchers. Um, and then there's uh, research being done at McGill and then University of Montreal. Some outstanding uh, That's good. Yes. Let me ask you this, because when Mike and I did this golf tournament, and, and arguably it was probably one of the greatest things we did last year totally. uh, as, as a group here, um, the number one thing I had friends, and I'll, and I'll ask both of you about this, the number one thing I had friends asking me is, how do you, how do you find out? if you have epilepsy or how, what were the warning signs or are there warning signs or is there, is there a test? Is there, you know, there was, because a lot, there is pure ignorance of not knowing you don't, mm -hmm. you don't know how this happens or why it happens. Is there anything you could do to answer those sort of questions for, for, you know, people that I've been asking and, and mm -hmm. I didn't have the answer to yeah, it. Yeah. Can I answer yeah, that uh, first? Sure. Well, let's uh, uh, use myself as a, as a case study. I had uh, seizures for 10 years before it was finally diagnosed. Uh, when I was 20 years old, I was sitting in my girlfriend's uh, kitchen. We were having breakfast in the morning. Everyone left uh, after breakfast to go do whatever they were doing. I was li uh, staying at the table. I was reading the newspaper, and suddenly I'm on the floor. I wake up, and here I am on the floor. I don't know how long I've been there. Yeah. People come back to the kitchen, so everyone thought I fainted. Uh, almost periodically every two years I'd have another event and I had an, an aura I would have a visual dream a deja vu dream I knew something was happening and then I'd have a seizure but I, because no before one before you had the seizure you went through this process of having this thought yes I had a deja vu dream wow dream oh sequence so, and most people have some sort of aura um, prior to and I had about 30 or 40 seconds to get to the floor and prepare myself so it wasn't until I was 30 and I came back from a trip uh, to Dallas, uh, and I was attending a business meeting in the morning that I actually fell and hit my head in the desk, and then the um, staff took me to the hospital of Mount Sinai. I had two more seizures on the way down to the hospital, and they were witnessed by someone. And that was when it was finally detected. But mm -hmm. 10 years, I had had... That's a long time, Gary. Yes, it was. And so finally, 
diagnosed and then was given medication, and now I'm seizure-free. Is that something you hid? Do, do people with epilepsy hide things? Well, that's a good question, Mike, uh, and I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was diagnosed, I didn't tell anyone. I told my, other than my immediate family, I was very uh, ambitious, a young man, wanted to go places in my career, and so therefore I didn't want anybody to know I had limitations. So it wasn't until 20 years later, 25 years later, when I finally sent a note to Epilepsy Canada saying I wanted to help, did I, did I actually come out and tell people I was epileptic. Now, for you, Jay, and it's always hard to hear uh, your story at times just because it affects Dave and I uh, and anyone who would hear it. But if you have a child at some point with all the things that he went through, like f from the get-go, I mean, from birth, there were there were some issues. Um, your story is, is, is heavy, in essence, off the top. But you've not lived your life that way. You and your wife and, and, and your kids have... have, have have decided that you you'd be fighters about it because he is a tough little guy. I mean, for Absolutely. what he goes through. So, Absolutely. so just you know, for those who are just joining us or who have just started uh, following uh, Raw Mike Richards, why don't you explain from I guess literally infancy what has happened with Jay? Aiden. Aiden. Or sorry, Aiden. <laughs> sorry, Aiden. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so we noticed that. Well, more so my wife. I mean, kudos to my wife. Um, you know, as a as a father, you always you're always in denial about something. No, my child's normal. Kids develop at different rates. Um, my wife and, like I said, kudos to her. Um, pushed the medical community to say no. Our our son is not meeting the milestones when you're supposed to roll over, when you're supposed to sit up, when you're supposed to crawl. He wasn't meeting those milestones. And um, after lots of testing and MRIs, it was discovered that he he was actually born with with brain damage now if there's a connection to the epilepsy i really don't know but through multiple tests we've also found out he is autistic and then on uh, may 28th of 2015 when he was two i actually found him in his crib having uh, a major seizure and at that time i had absolutely no idea what was going on um so knowing previously that he was born with brain damage when I picked him up, his whole body went limp, and I immediately thought the worst. Um, I started to panic. I had my cell phone right on my on my hip, and I was scrambling, trying to find a phone. Like, you just lose it. You don't know what's going on. And we had paramedics there, thank God, really, really quickly. Um, and they had told us that it was a seizure. And even then, you, you don't think, okay, is it is this epilepsy? But... After being at the hospital for a couple of days and and having EEGs done and several blood tests and testing, um, we met with a neurologist at McMaster Children's Hospital in Hamilton, and they had told us that our son was diagnosed uh, with epilepsy. And even even then, it's like okay, I in my whole life I've known one person who has epilepsy, so sure. you just think it's associated to seizures. Um, so immediately, you know, I, I jumped to the internet and I came across Epilepsy Canada's page because this little boy, he's, he's sweet, but he's a, he's a tough little guy and he's a fighter. And I mean, I got to now fight for him. I'm, I'm his father. I got to do everything I can. So, um, I got in contact with, uh, with Gary here and, and we met and we, we put together Aiden's drive to end epilepsy because there isn't anything I wouldn't do other than try and raise funds to find a cure. That little man means everything to me, and and that's what I got to do. I got to 
do my damnedest to find a cure. You're watching rawmikerichards.com, either on the uh, dedicated uh, YouTube channel. We appreciate that. Subscribe when you can, or, of course, our website. And uh, we are also putting up today the graphic as you're watching this, and it is World Purple Day. Text the word CURE to 3333 to donate either $10, $20, or $25 to Epilepsy Canada. Also, uh, Russell, let's maybe find that graphic as well of uh, Aiden's Drive, uh, the uh, golf tournament uh, where we met everybody. It was at Hockley Valley, and it is a it stunning location, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just so beautiful, uh, and uh, the ownership group there has done a, a wonderful job. We had just the greatest day. I mean, the weather was perfect. They got a gorgeous pool. Uh, sure, uh, Russell was swimming naked in it. Sure, people were frowning upon that kind of action. But it was still a great day. We're going to broadcast live from there again. So it is July the 10th. July the 10th. So uh, if you're watching this today and feel moved to do so, you can always contact me or Epilepsy Canada or Jay if you would like to sponsor a whole uh, T-Box. Absolutely. Yeah. like to uh, just donate for the cause itself. Yeah, if you Spend the afternoon with us, right? Yeah, yeah. If you'd like to book a, a foursome, we're, we're still doing that as well. And as we get closer, we're probably going to talk more about that because it just is uh, a marvelous day with some really wonderful people, like just amazing people. We uh, had such a great time. And as I said, uh, when you think about what Jay has gone through as, as a parent, you realize, as Gary was talking, that there are parents waking up today and, and if not finding something similar, at least the news that, you know, they're either their child, wife, brother, son, I mean, their life is going to change from that moment on. And it becomes, uh, I guess, a, a mission on, as they like to say now, the, the, the correct cocktail, the, the, the right mm -hmm. balance of, of, of drugs. And, of course, a lot of it has to come with research. And you're not getting research if you're not coming up with money. So at the end of the day, this is why you do a show like this. This is why Dave and I become a part of it, because you realize if you want this thing to stop, then you got to get out the checkbook. It's the only way it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, people are working hard. They're doing their due diligence. But it's just so much to take in on what they got to do. I mean, you're talking about the human brain and uh, the, the, that, that natural computer and how do we alter... Uh, you know, medication, or you said the, 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 so they actually, from the electrical, what, impulses, right. are, are, are thinking there's a way to what somehow balance by getting a certain area of the brain, I suppose. Uh, yes, the, the, some of the scientists have said if we can detect when a, the early onset of a seizure is going to come, because it's electrical current, if we throw a different current at it, you can actually eradic eradicate that, stop the seizure from happening. And uh, a lot of research is going, uh, taking place today uh, in, in lots of places, but in Toronto, notably, uh, one researcher is, is uh, going down that path. Some of the um, uh, issues that, if you're epileptic, uh, that, uh, that they, I saw this thing saying uh, 10 things that uh, epileptics know. And a lot of it is those, those, those triggering uh, mechanisms. And some of them, you know, you mentioned str flashing lights. They what that connects to something in the brain that causes it triggers. Yes, it's a trigger. Uh, there, there are lots. There's uh, flashing lights. There's um, there could be actually some people with epilepsy can't go to a three D three dimensional movie. Mm. Uh, the dimensions throw uh, with the equilibrium, I right. guess, to a degree, right? Right. Um, and so there, uh, there are a number of triggers, and each person has its own trigger. So once you know, you're very careful about where you go. And what you do, and mm -hmm. and have to manage your life differently. Lack of sleep is also one. Sleep is a huge one. Yeah. Um, uh, proper sleep, lots of sleep, uh, staying, eating properly, uh, trying to stay fit. Those are all things that help. 
but sleep is a really, really important one. So most need to have you know, eight hours of solid sleep and, and, uh, and more if they can. What what other things that that, that people would you know because because maybe they're like you were and so they they, they you know might might have gone years kind of hiding when certain things happen but maybe it's a trigger mechanism that that they're not aware that that's what it is what what else could could they look for well the the problem is is uh, if you I had a seizure and I didn't know it was a seizure right so I thought I had fainted so I didn't feel the effects of it I simply was on the floor looking at the carpet. And knowing that I'm not supposed to be here, it wasn't after, it wasn't a Saturday night, so right, <laughs> right in the morning, and so you say, okay, something happened. So then you have to go, uh, and uh, I didn't remember what happened, and then so the next time the onset, I felt the same thing. So I had this dream. So uh, it's important to, to report those things to your doctor to be able to describe them, how you're feeling, and then mm-hmm. it's also the after effect. So the after effect for me is that. My body felt punished, uh, and I then went to sleep for about 12 to 14 hours. So my body was exhausted. So that's not normal from someone fainting. So it's okay. So I had my body was really affected by this event. So it's, it's checking with your physician, checking with your family, whoever you're with, um, and uh, reporting to them what happened. I was going to ask. So today, World Purple Day, is uh, is this this is you know, when it says World Purple Day, this is going on worldwide right now, or is this mainly focused in our country, considering that, you know, based on other charities, this is relatively small, and that's why we have to build this up uh, to get it well noticed, and it's good that they're having a day like today, a World Purple Day. I think we need to do a shout-out for uh, to uh, Cassidy Megan from Nova Scotia. Okay. She was a young uh, young student, and she was, uh, she was epileptic, and she actually, in 2008, on, Fe- on March 26th, started Purple Day. Oh, fantastic. That's okay, incredible. So there is a good, so it's, it's a short history, too. Mm-hmm. Short history, and it was started started by Cassidy and Megan, and uh, so she recognized it and put up Purple Day, and then the world has recognized it. Um, the Canadian government, I think in 2012, recognized the uh, month of March, so now in Canada, March is Epilepsy Awareness Month, and then this day is dedicated through Cassidy's uh, efforts in Nova Scotia as uh, Purple Day and now International World Purple Day. As gentlemen and and not only you guys but your families now having to live through this and and, you know fundraise and talk and talk to people like us do you do you feel any sort of momentum gaining as far as more and more people are aware of it because you you bring it up and it, it wasn't too long ago that 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 she came up with this date and it wasn't too long ago that the government finally recognized March as the month. Uh, do you do you feel any of the momentum? Is it is it is it building considering where it was prior to? Well, I think so. I mean, you can you can talk to Gary, but I'm a I'm a pretty vocal guy. He'll tell you <laughs> he'll tell you right away. Um, I get on all of the. I mean, and you guys see, I get all, on all the uh, social media avenues, and I I go out there and tell my story. And like I said before, prior to this happening, prior to me talking, I mm-hmm. only knew one person my entire life in 38 years who had epilepsy. And since I've started talking, I know hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of people because. See, you know, that's what they, I'm talking about. People exactly. do keep yeah. it inside because they don't they don't yeah. want to talk about it for fear of of their job or their license or or being outed socially. Um, but I want to bring awareness out to everybody. I want everybody to know about this so that we can continue to push forward and try and find that cure. Well, sharing is the way to go. Uh, you know, to be public about you know things that. Uh, 
you know, your gut might be telling you, 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 you know, just keep it to yourself, blah, blah, blah. Well, if, if we all did that, we'd get nowhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you really would get nowhere. So Absolutely. when you saw Brent Hundley's story, as we, as we uh, brought uh, both uh, Gary and, and Jay in, that was very moving about his sister, you know, just, and again, the, the social aspects of it, you know, he, he talks in that, uh, at the beginning of that piece about how people would, you know, other kids would laugh at his sister when it would happen. I mean, you, you can see it happening. It's a, it's, it's a horrible thing. But by him sharing it, and of course, John Ryan, uh, you know, the, the the punter, he he gave away what those uh, those Seahawk uh, cleats, cleats there. Yeah. It was like ten thousand dollars or whatever he got, or twenty thousand or whatever they were looking for. It was a couple of thousand dollars in the U.S. <laughs> so it? we, we exchanged. It? No, it was in well, the Canadian. So it's ten thousand equivalent. Yeah, yeah exactly. There but. <laughs> Those are the kinds of things that need to be done, and I think the the more that uh, you're vocal and public about it, I mean, the better chance you have of filtering that money back again to to research because that's how it works. And I, I, uh, again, uh, to Jay's, uh, we've started our campaign around 2010-11, and uh, and wanted to tell people stories. And one of the first that came forward was a young girl from Halliburton, uh, uh, Katie Woodstra, and uh, it resulted in us working with the Woodstra family to create Katie's Run in Halliburton. Uh, and then from there, um, Jay came forward. So we wanted everyone to tell their story. So today we have other people that have come forward. And Leonard Allen recently just uh, joined us in terms of fundraising event. And Leonard has uh, now put together a team of uh, 12 to 14 climbers. We're going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, wow. And Leonard's story was his, his he lost his sister to suit up 25 years ago. Wow. And in December, I was with Leonard and his dad, at the uh, CAW uh, Auxiliary Women's Meeting in, in Oshawa. And we were doing a presentation about uh, raising money for uh, Kim's Climb, which is the climb's called. And Ron spoke, Ron's, uh, Leonard's dad, Ron spoke, and he, he got all choked up. So this is 25 years after the death of his daughter, and still he was choked up about the memory of her, her, her passing. And, you know, and, and so proud that Leonard was coming forward to do this event. But Jay's event last year has really helped drive uh, other events. Oh, Michelle's gala in, in Gravenhurst. Um, again, Michelle died of suit up 10 years ago, and her sister, Caitlin, wanted to do something. And so the Reed family has now put together a gala in Gravenhurst. And again, last year we raised $20,000 at, at Michelle's gala. Fantastic event. Yeah. So these things are happening by grassroots, by people like Jay, people like Michelle, people like uh, Leonard, who wanted, uh, sorry, Caitlin Reed, people who want to do something. And uh, we're really excited about that. Well, look, we're, we're glad you guys came in today because, uh, yes, it is close to our hearts. And uh, we were always thinking about Jay and Aiden and, and just what, you know, they, they go through on uh, on a daily basis. Uh, and I think that's the one thing that uh, anyone who's been a parent understands that the the, the emotional fatigue, the, the how spiritually almost that it, it, it's it just sucks the life out of you. And, you're, mm. and there's a fear to it, I would think. I think, you know, but you've managed to... I can't say be fearless, mm-hmm. but but how would you describe your attitude towards what goes through your son? Well, first first and foremost, I don't think I've slept well in two and a half years ever since he was diagnosed. You know, anytime there is a movement um, throughout the night, you just kind of spark up and you wonder, okay, is he having a seizure? He he normally has them, you know, throughout the night or first thing in the morning, and the unfortunate circumstance with Aiden is he's um, he's developmentally delayed so he can't tell us right that he's gonna have a seizure he doesn't know that this is uh, something that is coming on you can, we think that he's starting to grasp it 
but um, he's still not able to tell us. So we, you know, we just continue to to fight. We've had to make adjustments in our life. Um, I put a lot of dedication towards this event, so it takes a little bit of time away from from uh, home. And I mean, I have a, a job on top of that, plus my family. So life is very very busy but you know you just we got to keep plugging away we got to keep fighting we the adjustments that we've made we were about to go on a family vacation on march break and i was about to book the resort and we had gotten to the point where we had been able to stop um aiden's grand mal seizures uh with a certain medication a week before i was about to book the vacation he had one and we couldn't stop it so um, for the first time in, in many, many years, we had separate vacations just because I could not risk having my son 35,000 feet in the air or in Mexico having a seizure that I can't stop. Yeah. So, you know, you make these little adjustments and maybe we'll get to that point. We experiment constantly with medication. It's probably not easy on his body, um, which is why we need to find that cure. We just have to keep on pushing forward. So once again, you can help out today on World Purple Day by texting the word CURE to 3333. So that's 30333 to donate either $10, $20, $25 to Epilepsy Canada because it, it does help. Like I mean, from that moment that you know that you're putting that money in there, it's going to research uh, for a cure or at least, you know, to, to further... Uh, a comfort level so so people can have a relatively normal life uh which obviously you can understand for jay that, that, that right now that seems probably almost like a fantasy does it absolutely yeah i absolutely. mean and, and it shouldn't be that way it, it really shouldn't because we have the chance to do something and it starts by just donating that money so uh if you want to do that and of course as we mentioned beforehand the golf tournament which is a fun day at hockley valley uh there's a winery there I mean, what do you want? I think there's a couple of them. There's, they have their own winery. It's owned by Italians. Come on, Antiamo, Scappa, Scappa, let's go. Uh, they also have the beautiful pool in which, uh, well, uh, nude, nude yeah. Russell images of, uh, it, that's almost like splash for some people when they saw that. No. Actually said no one ever. But we have a great day, and it's for a great cause. So if you want to do that, uh, that's also the graphics up there. You can get a hold of Jay or myself. Mm -hmm. I know some people have tried to do that this year, and as we get closer to it, we'll have some more details. But if you want to book a foursome, we'd uh, appreciate that. So uh, once again, uh, World Purple Day, do what you can because it is worth it, and you are changing uh, people's lives. So, gentlemen, uh, thanks so much uh, for coming in, Jay. And there's Gary. Who, Thank you so uh, much, as always. We really appreciate guys. it, guys. Yeah. Seeing you guys again. Just wonderful. So you know what? On uh, on that note, as much as people say, what do you mean? Yeah, that's what's happening. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. What? This to the end. Yeah. <laughs> we just become best friends. Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Yes. It's time. We'd like to thank Jay Barker for coming in, talking, and sharing his story about Aiden's Drive. Gary Collins, the president of Epilepsy Canada. Uh, do we thank Air Canada? Nope. Yeah, of, course. <laughs> of course. Air Canada. That's our favorite airline. <laughs> Something special in the air. No, I don't think we can use that one. I think that's somebody else's. Let's get ready to rumble! But again, two ways to help out. We mentioned uh, texting the word CURE to 3333 and donate $10, $20, $25. What do you have? Epilepsy Canada will be happy about it. And contact us if you want to go golfing in July with ourselves and for a great cause. Have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.